Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of your sexified life. In case we haven't met yet, I'm Fanny, your self-love and pleasure coach, and in this podcast we discuss what makes being alive sexy. We reclaim our pleasure, we work on ourselves, we stop self-hate, and most of all, we take the commitment to feel alive and feel it all. Because we only have one life and it's time to live it. Welcome to your sexified life. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If we haven't met yet, welcome. And if we have, thank you for coming back. Today, I wanted to address a huge thing that runs into our self-evolution journey. Something that can prevent us from starting or dropping everything in the middle or making us feel bad about ourselves because all of what we do is not working. And that's self-hate. It's a very tender topic, close from home, as you can guess. And when I think about it, I'm like, how come I didn't notice that sooner? It was literally written in my journals. I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. You would think it would ring a bell somewhere, wouldn't it? And apparently it didn't. So since it took me a lot of time to notice it and an even longer time to understand what to do with it, I wanted to share my discoveries with you so that you don't need to take as much time as I did. <laughs> Self-hate can actually show itself in a lot of ways. Some are obvious and some are tricky. There are the obvious parts, the mean voices. If you remember the SM dungeon in our heads from episode 7, they're all here. The mean teacher, the fake domina, the bad parent, if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it because it's my best metaphor to date. But you didn't need me to tell you that self-hate is from the voices in our head. There is this part of us that cannot stand pictures because we feel ugly when we just look at them and cringe. Or when we saw in front of the mirror wondering how come we are so ugly even if we have beautiful eyes and hair and everything. Talk about a twisted game. But the voices and the pictures are the most obvious ones. Then self-hate becomes a little bit more subtle. Body image issues. Personally, I can call it body image issues or I can call it out and say self-hate. Many of us say we have trouble accepting X part of ourself, whereas in reality, we just hate it. Or we are close to hate it. So let's call a spade a spade. Maybe that's not you, and if that's the case, yay, amazing. But for most of us, body image issues, it's just us hating part of ourselves. That was the obvious. Then the less obvious is the constant inner battle between two things. Where you are and where you think you should be. So where you are. I hate it in here. Why am I still here? What is wrong with me? I've done so much work and I'm still stuck in here. And where you think you should be. Why am I not there? Why am I not strong enough? Not good enough? Do you see what is going on in here? When you are in the swinging motion from one place to another, you just jump from a place where you hate yourself because you're there to a place you hate yourself because you're not there. Talk about an endless self-hate circle. It goes further. I would say constantly doubting yourself 
is a form of self-hate too, or at least self-rejection. Both are related, but you know, just a little bit. And when I say doubt, I mean not the healthy doubt, as in I see you have a different opinion than me. Let's talk about it as adults with respect and see what the discussion brings. Maybe you're right and maybe I am. So let's see. When I'm talking about doubts, it's about unhealthy doubt, when you always second guess yourself, the one that comes with so many thoughts. But what if they are right? What does that mean about me? How come you do want to speak up? You're so incompetent, unworthy. Am I even allowed to have an opinion because I don't know everything about that topic? <laughs> the unhealthy doubt has a way to monologue in my head for some reasons, and that's how I catch it. So yeah, this tendency to always self-doubt comes from a lack of self-trust. And usually we lack self-trust because we reject part of ourselves. Self-hate. So let me say that again. The lack of self-trust comes from rejecting parts of ourselves. And you wouldn't reject the parts of you that you are in love with. So lack of self-trust is a form of self-hate, in my opinion. How can we actually expect to feel complete when there is this whole shadow self and dark part of myself nobody can see? We're so terrified and just want them to stay under the rug quietly if possible, not moving, not making any sound because they're so messy and ugly. If you're there, we've all been there. Spoiler alert, these parts are a part of you too and pretending they don't exist just helps you feel like half of yourself or maybe three quarter if you're lucky. And you cannot build self-thrust in this half-you container with a half of you you love and a half you hate. So yeah, self-hate is way more than bad self-talk and cringing in your picture when you see it. It's also a lot of insight swinging from one unhappy place to another and also second-guessing and constantly doubting yourself to the point you don't even take actions and stay in frozen mode. Familiar? I know it is for me. And it really sucks. You don't need me to tell you this self-hate thing is the byproduct of patriarchal bullshit. I'm sure you know that already. But I would like to acknowledge something. This is one of the smartest moves of the Twisted game. Half of the planet detrimentally smart, but smart. And it sucks. Want to control people? Tell them there's something wrong with them, their powers, their sexual energy, you know, the one that literally creates life and that it's something they should be afraid of, ashamed of, to the point they reject it, don't feel it and are just going around wondering why they feel empty, sad and lonely. You know, because we're walking with just half of ourselves, maybe? I would even go further and say this self-hate is a way to be sure we will not feel powerful enough. Because each of us has a tremendous amount of power available. And if we unleash that power, we will change the world. And change is scary. So self-hate is definitely a way to maintain the twisted game in place. Question is, do you want to keep playing? The thing is, for our nervous system, it is unbearable to wander around with only half of what and who we are available. On a very practical level, 
people who got a limb cut for whatever reason still experience ghost limb pain. So good luck with switching off half of who you are. And as usual, you cannot selectively numb yourself. So your nervous system switches everything off and then we don't understand why we feel numb. But when we are in this situation, I would say self-hate is a survival mechanism. Something that is beneficial, even if it's painful, because again, we are smart beings and we don't do anything stupid. Sometimes parts of ourselves just didn't get the memo about how things have changed. And other times our smart brain prefers staying into an uncomfortable comfort zone than losing every sense of what feels true. When you feel this self-hate, when you feel this pain, this rejection, we actually need to point out that you still feel something. It hurts like hell, but you're still feeling something. It's showing you you're still alive in a survival, painful state, but alive. And I'm sure you know what comes next. If you keep that, your nervous system can't bear that either. And so it switches off even more. And you start living on autopilot, having less and less self-hate and less and less of anything. A life that feels blur, racing without you in the train that goes forward full speed with you being outside of the train. Not knowing what feels pleasurable, what you want, or anything. This state of nothingness. Getting really angry at people when they say, you know, you just need to find out what you want and follow it. Great, right now I have no idea of where I want to go. Screw you. That's also why when you start healing, it can be really messy. Not just because of what you put under the rug for so long, no judgment here, we all did, and that needs release, but also because the last thing you had before switching everything off even more was painful as hell, and that was self-hate. So guess what comes first when you remember and start feeling alive again? Self-hate. And then all the emotions and sensations you have been repressing because you hated them. The anger, the sadness, the disgust, talk about a combo. You want to start healing? Get ready for a wild ride that can actually be really messy and really unsexy at some point. The worst part of self-hate, it works. At the beginning, you get so much more done when you don't care about your feelings, when you don't care about yourself, when you don't honor your basic needs as a human being. You are such a good soldier model, very useful to society, capitalism, and even worse, we've all been there, we also serve patriarchy too by saying to other women who actually want to do things differently to get back in the line and be gold soldier too. Talk about twisted. So self-hate works until one day it doesn't. You get sick, you have an accident, or somehow you're forced to look at your own shit. Okay, apparently I cannot escape that anymore. And then we noticed. We have been living in the gray and it brought us nothing. And then anger comes in because it's not fair. And then sadness comes in with all these years lost. So yeah, 
it's a good idea to get rid of self-hate as soon as possible. Let's be honest, it's hard. When you've been trained your whole life to hate yourself, you cannot magically decide you will stop. You will fail again and again and again. But the thing is, if you restore your whole body, accepting to feel it all and stop rejecting parts of yourself, you will know deep down that you are much more than these parts. Much more than your failures and your wins, for that matters. Because when you feel whole, you trust you can do better. Even if that day you cringed when you look in the mirror, you know that this is not who you are anymore. I wanted to end this episode with a thought I wish someone told me long before I got sick. Do you actually realize what a shitty friend you are? We've all been told, treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. Personally, I love my best friend, I treat her very well, and I cannot do this to me. I don't know why, it doesn't work. Until I realize something. I am rejecting what is keeping me alive. Literally. I keep criticizing it, judging it, doing things I wouldn't do to my enemies. This vehicle is still here. I'm still waking up every morning. If I did that to anyone, they wouldn't have stayed a single minute with me. Talk about abnegation. So, if becoming my best friend isn't accessible at the moment, at least I can try to be a less shitty friend. <laughs> As you may have guessed, self-hate is way more complex than just inner bad self-talk. It can take various forms, but in the end it's a survival mechanism designed to help you cope with what feels unbearable at some point. It comes with lots of side effects, such as consuming all your energy and sense of feeling alive. And this survival mechanism didn't get the memo you were safe now. The thing is, first, now you're aware of it, and also, you cannot bypass it if you want to heal. I tried. It didn't work. I'm sorry. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it can improve faster without reason. The secret to stop self-hate, explore its roots, and heal them. That's what we're going to talk about in our next episode. See you there. If you found this episode interesting, please feel free to share it with a loved one and consider subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to support the show, you can also write a review on Apple Podcasts, click on the star rating and click on write a review on Spotify, click on the star rating. If you want to learn more about how to reconnect to your body to reclaim the thriving sex and fulfilling life you deserve, you can download my free ebook. The link is in the show notes. It's called Essence and I can't wait for you to enjoy it. Be sure to subscribe to my self-love letters. I'm starting this newsletter thing, and I'm really happy to share that with you. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me today, and I'll see you next time.